The Solid 7 Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go. Engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today, and you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order. Get on the path and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode of the Solid 7 Podcast is brought to you by Hit and Skins. Hit and Skins is Central Florida's premier custom branding company, offering high-quality custom apparel, design, signage, vehicle wraps, and much more. With over 15 years of experience, they have the expertise to take your project from concept to finished product. And their exceptional service and attention to detail mean your project will turn out just like you imagined or better. Visit hittenskins.com today. That's H-I-T-T-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. And let them get to work on the branding you deserve. The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events and a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Well, hello and welcome back to a Solid 7 Podcast, a better than average podcast. If I do say so myself, and I do, there's some stats to back it up, but uh, it's mostly hearsay, and uh, we're not a show about nothing, but we're also not a show about any one thing. Each week, I invite a guest to join me here on the podcast, and we talk about whatever is going on in the world that interests us, and this week, I am happy to welcome back my friend and yours, race car driver, dad, and VW enthusiast, Mr. Chris Arroyo. What is up, everybody? Christopher, for the more formal amongst you. Sure, sure. Except, did you know, you know this? But my name is not Christopher. Yeah, that's why I do it. <laughs> Just a, uh, yeah. So if annoying. you uh, if you ever run into Chris uh, in real life, out in the real world, off the podcast. Or even, you know, just on the interwebs, if you just want to toss him a follow on the old social media, uh, you know, any comments, I, as, you know, as the host of the Solid 7 podcast, I actually encourage this. If you would like to go to Chris's social media and comment anything along the lines of like, hey, Christopher really enjoyed you on the podcast. Um, or if you want to go a little darker, like Christopher, I hate when you're on the podcast. Anything along those lines um, is both encouraged and approved by me, your humble host. Wow. I'm, I'm glad to be a part of something so sinister. You knew what like you were getting this. yourself into. <laughs> yeah, I do. So, I, well, I no, do. Chris, uh, luckily, uh, Chris uh, stepped in here on short notice. So legitimately appreciate that. Uh, teased, uh, teased a guest last week, and uh, they're still coming, Cadre DS uh, from GORUCK. But he had some unexpected travels pop up and asked me if he could reschedule. And we are nothing here at the South 7 Podcast, if not flexible. So I'm like, yeah, no, no factor. And uh, reached out to Chris, and here we sit. Yeah, I, I will say this. The last-minute uh, booking, I guess, if you want to call it that, 
Uh, it did have an effect on my uh, my Jocko Go um, purchase. So yeah, I. I yeah, I, I saw, uh, you know, the regular listeners should know I, I do a little uh, shared uh, shared show prep doc with with the guests, particularly with the, the regulars such as yourself. And uh, I saw that note on there. And to me, that begs the question of why is there not just Jocko go on hand? OK, I, I, I will say this, Scout's Honor. I drank my last Jocko, Jocko go on either Monday or Tuesday. Right. And, you know, I was like, ah, oh, well, uh, when next time I'm at, the vi- I'm at the vitamin shop, I'll, I'll go I'll go get one because we don't have Wawa up here. Why? Uh, I have no idea. We need a Wawa up here. So if anyone wants to bring Wawa up to New York, I'd appreciate it. But, yeah, I couldn't uh, couldn't get to that vitamin shop on time. I wasn't expecting to be on the podcast. So. Well, you know, the, the good people mm-hmm. at Jocko Fuel, they'll like they'll send it like right to you. Not only will they send it to you. But you, you use the promo code Solid Seven, and and you they'll send it to you, and you'll get a discount. That's all I'm saying. I think, I, I think that's what I'm going to do next, legitimately, because after the episode of the uh, where you spoke to the co-founder of Jocko Go, yes, uh, great episode. Uh, after hearing him, I I have drank nothing else but Jocko Go as far as energy drinks are concerned. I have vowed off of Red Bull. Off of Bang, all the other stuff. So if I do drink an energy drink, it will be a Jocko Go. Yeah, uh, you know, particularly after hearing from uh, you're talking about Brian Littlefield, who was who was on the podcast episode 67. So if you if you didn't hear that, uh, definitely worth going back and, and picking that up. But once you hear him, like just hear his passion um, for everything they're doing at Jocko Fuel, not just Jocko Go, and, and kind of what drives that and the science that goes into it. At that point, it really it really gets hard to to drink not just any other energy drink, just any other liquid. Period. Um, I find, right. which is why I am prepared. I'm going to crack my delicious Jocko go right now. I will still cheers to you, my friend. And uh, and off we go. So uh, I I can't remember why this came up. I was looking at podcast stats tonight, um, and. Uh, Anchor is nice enough that not only will they kind of um, collate uh, all of coagulate would would work as well, uh, like all the stats from all the different listening platforms. But one of the things I get that's really cool is like where the listens are coming from. Are are you ready for this? Are you sitting down, sir? Listen, I I I'm excited. I will now be listing for you the countries. Now I'm not I'm not gilding the lily here. I'm not saying there's a lot of plays in these places, but I am now going to list for you the countries where the Solid Seven podcast has been played. Wow. Okay. United States of America, of course. God bless course. you, America. Japan, Germany, Puerto Rico, kind of America, but still not. United Kingdom, we won. Canada, Australia, France. Israel, Netherlands, Morocco, Brazil, Norway, Spain, Switzerland, Czech Republic, Belgium, Hong Kong, Austria, Dominican Republic, Ukraine, India, Ireland, South Korea, U.S. Virgin Islands, again, still kind of America, but not, Taiwan, definitely not China, Botswana, Denmark, Algeria, Malta, U.S. minor outlying islands, again, 
still kind of America, Romania, Mexico, Burundi, Finland, Burundi. Finland, Hungary, and wait for it because this one does boggle my mind a little bit. Okay. Russia. 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 And I'm going to say well, I'm going to say right now. Now I want all the plays the podcast can get. I make no bones about the fact that I would love to be doing this full time. Tell all your friends. Everybody listen to the podcast all the time. But if you're listening right now and you're in Russia, I'm a little afraid I'm going to get you thrown in a gulag <laughs> and I really want you to uh, it's just not I mean we're good but it's just not just not worth it. I'm going to need you to shut it down uh, right now. But to the to the good people, not the government of Russia, much like China, no, much like China, government of Russia, you can miss me. But to the good people of Russia, <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the Solid Seven podcast. <laughs> Wow. I mean, that's that's some international reach you have there, man. Yeah. Is any – oh, well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like I now need to, like, add into, you know, like, my show descriptions and media packages and stuff like that. Like, we're we're global. I mean, this is – the, the Sonsum awesome podcast is worldwide. We have a worldwide – I am comfortable saying worldwide audience. Wow. Now, I, I am curious, though, because the Russian, I don't know, I really hope it's, again, the good people of Russia and not like a government person in Russia who is listening in. Now, and I don't know. I want to be very clear that I think it's highly likely that that is the case and that odds are better than not that if, at the very least my bank account's going to get like hacked but still <laughs> now again we do intellectual honesty here on the solid seven podcast let me give you some percentages here greater than 96% of our listens are in the united states of america as one would expect however and this one surprises me some over 2% of the listens are in Japan. Wow. So what up, Japan? Welcome. Hey, BTK. All, all the way. I don't know if I've ever heard a BTK song, and I'm wondering if they know that in America there's actually a mass murderer known by BTK, but whatever. Every other country that I listed accounts for less than 1% of my place. <laughs> <laughs> so so now, now Germany's is a little higher than everyone else's. So, like, I, I get these on, like, bar graphs, and so there's actually a discernible amount of color on the bar graph for both Japan and Germany. And everything else, it just gives me that less than 1%. Now, this is kind of cool, though. I can click on any of these countries, and it will give me a breakdown of the cities where the plays were. Ooh. Yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. Now, that's I, super cool. As I say, yeah, and now, as I say that, I clicked on Great Britain, and all it gives me is England. I guess I have to click down further. No, this is, this is reminding me of a Ted Lasso joke. How many countries are in this country in reference to the UK? Because it's, <laughs> it's muddy. Uh, but Germany, uh, I'm, not, I'm going to do them the kindness of not trying to pronounce all of these cities. Uh, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different cities or areas in Germany account for these plays. Wow. Yeah. Most of them, 60% of the plays come from, now I don't know if this is the correct pronunciation, it's H-E-S-S-E. -S -S -E. I'm going to say Hess. 
So yes. hello, yes. hello, people of Hess. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Deutschland. One thing that Volkswagen. I one thing that I thought yeah. was clever about this feature, because obviously you can like zoom in on these, you know, countries, cities, regions, whatever. But it will also let you back out. So if you back out past the countries, which you wouldn't think you could do, it shows one hundred percent of the plays from Earth, and then it lists all of the other planets in the solar system, including Pluto. <laughs> Thank you, people of Anchor, for including Pluto. Um, and it just shows them all at 0%, of course, which is fantastic. But listen, I, I want, I'm going to campaign for this. I didn't realize this was a thing I wanted to achieve in my life, um, before I saw this screen today, but listen, we're big fans of, of space and rockets and space exploration here at the solid seven podcast and Elon dude. I want, I, I want, I want three plays. Now I want to play on the, on the space station. I want to play on the moon. And I want a play on Mars. I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, again, I'm not Oprah. I don't believe in the secret, but I am putting that out there. Who knows who's going to hear it? And you just never know. Well, I'm, I'm curious to know if, if perhaps some of these uh, locations are on military bases. Because I feel like you, your audience is very... You know, military esque. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if you got some what big you, hits on. Some I feel like pieces. we're being slandered right now. What's happening? How slandered? <laughs> what do you I don't mean? know. This feels this feels like a, a woke liberal attack. And what do you mean? What do you mean, military esque, sir? I, 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 <laughs> I'm talking about uh, patriots. Patriots, Kale. Patriots. Yeah. Well, let's turn this back to the important stuff, which is uh, speaking of Russia. Uh, Russia sucks. Yes. Again, the government, not the people. But uh, you know, if that if that if that is if some if some schmuck if somebody in the K, whatever they're calling the KGB now because I can't remember, um, you got assigned to listen to the Solid Summit podcast. A, who hates you? Who? <laughs> <laughs> what is? What did you do? I guess it's better than the Gulag. Um, but listen here, stop sucking. Like, stop following an evil madman. How about that? That'd be nice. So, you know, nice. you know, the newest thing, obviously there's been all kinds of stuff to dislike with Ukraine uh, and we can back it all the way up to like the whole world. We just let them waltz in and take Crimea. We just let them waltz in and take part of another country. And we are like, oh, Russia, you guys are crazy. We were just all okay with it, which is part of why crap, the crap that's going down in Ukraine is going down now. Um, but uh, so on top of all the other horribleness that's been going on, so uh, Russian representatives and Ukrainian representatives sat down with representatives from Turkey and from like the UN because, uh, and I didn't know this prior to this whole conflict, but a lot of the world's wheat is grown like right there in, in Ukraine and the neighboring portions of, uh, of Russia. So while I don't agree with the administration here in uh, the U S that all of the inflation we're experiencing is Putin's fault, um, some of what we're seeing as increased food prices does come from, uh, you know, decreased availability of wheat, right? Because it's in all kinds of stuff, not just your bread, not just whatever. So everybody sat down at the table. They figured out they came to an agreement. They shook hands. They signed papers. I'm sure there were flags in the background and fancy pens and made an agreement to be able to ship wheat um, out of... Uh, I should have put the name of the port, like a, like a Black Sea uh, port. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, okay. It's this is a day or two ago, 
as we record, maybe maybe a few days, not many days. Russia hit the freaking port with missiles. They hit the port with missiles. The, like the ink wasn't dry on the agreement. That's crazy to me. That, I, well, I, but is it though? Is it crazy? It's only, or, it's only or, crazy or, if you don't understand this one fact about this whole scenario, which is Russia sucks. Yes. Yes. It's very, very interesting in that country. Now, what needs to happen is the one Russian guy who is listening to the Solid 7 podcast needs to go find that Ukrainian who's also listening to the Solid 7 podcast. That's where and get, get together. Get find together. common ground. Here, here's your common ground. Why don't you both come together over the country we really don't like at the Solid 7 podcast, which is China. Bond over that. Yes. But here's the problem with Russia, and and the reason you you we can say that Russia is evil is just look at their friends. Who who are they hanging out with? Yeah. They're hanging out with you know, Iran, you know, uh, you know, Syria, yeah. Syria, like every everybody who's bad, every, every Bond villain that you know of, it's, have you read about? I feel yeah, it's frustrating, right? Because you again, like obviously, you know, it, it's always. It, it is and it isn't tongue-in-cheek, right? Some of it's a laugh, you know, when we do the disclaimers here, when we're talking crap about these other countries. Not the people, not the people, but legitimately, right? Like it's – it is it is and it yeah. isn't the people, right? I am, a, I am a believer to some extent in the statement of at any given time, any people group has exactly the government they deserve. Because mm. at some point, no matter what, you outnumber them uh, – and like I, I get like what what the U.S. like the American Revolution. I, I get that things like that are are hard and they're they're bloody and they're costly and they're sad. But at some point, you got to rise up and say enough is enough. And if you don't, that's on you. Um, so I do believe, but at the same time, that's a hard thing to get to that point, right? To be so fed up that you're willing to risk your life, your family's life, your livelihood, your, your, your whatever. So I get that that's a, a big task. I'm not trying to make that out as, as something easier than it is. So I don't blame the people, but I do think they've got a, a piece to own in a, in a crap government, not just in Russia, but in any given situation, particularly yeah. China. There's a lot of people there. Like if you just decide you're done with President Xi, then you're done with him. Like there's not enough bullets. There's not enough bombs. Like you're done. Um. But all that to say, like, you look at, at Russia, Russia and China, both, like, um, su- such rich history, such rich culture, so interesting, such hardy people, all these great. And it just gets in this moment in time, and like, there's a long arc of history, and who knows. But at this moment in time, where they find themselves really just sullies so much of that, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think another factor, too, is when governments control the media, right? Because what, what kind of narratives are the Russian people hearing? What kind of narratives yeah. are the Chinese people hearing? So that's also another, another factor there. Well, and, you know, that gets – the world keeps getting smaller, right? Like just, again, particularly since – um, you know, the dawn of the technological revolution, but even the transportation revolution, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like the point that we progressed beyond horses, right? Things shrink real fast. Um, you know, there's a, a famous book, The the 5,000 Year Leap, but what it's talking about in The 5,000 Year Leap is you you look over like the history of humanity, 
uh, as a species. And there's not a lot of progress, right? Like you're getting around either on foot or riding animals. You're working by candlelight. You're doing everything by hand. And then, you know, boom, right? The enlightenment comes along and the human spirit is set free. And you you see this birth of the free market. You see um, the dispensation of ideals like liberty, like sovereignty, like inalienable rights. And you see, mm-hmm. you see people, you see common people all of a sudden be able to benefit from the fruits of their own labor. And you see this explosion in technology and advancement. Like why over this whole arc of, depending on what you want to believe, you want to take a biblical timeline, you know, 10,000 years, 12,000 years, whatever, everybody's going to debate, debate about that. You want to take the the evolutionary timeline or whatever, of, and it keeps getting older. That's always interesting. Like it, every time they think the timeline is settled for whatever part of history, they find something that shifts it around, which is always interesting. But so if you want to say hundred, hundreds of thousands of years, maybe a hundred thousand years, uh, of of modern homo, homo sapiens, and it's just you don't see a ton of progress. It's like oh, we we found a sharp rock, so let's let's tie that to a stick. We got that going for us, yeah. right? Maybe we kind of figure out fire, but it's just these tiny these tiny little things. You kind of get agriculture down maybe a little bit, but uh-huh. then you know the last two hundred two hundred and fifty years, just this crazy uh, crazy explosion. Um, and so the world keeps getting smaller, but even smaller, right? Like when you're trying to fight, you know, when your areas. Um, like uh, China, North Korea, where you want just this iron fist of control over everything people say and everything they hear. Well, that got a lot tougher with radio, right? Like you can't, it's, uh, right. it's like the, the movie Firefly, right? You can't stop the signal. Or was the movie, <laughs> the movie was Serenity, the show was Firefly. Um, you can't stop the signal. And then TV and satellite, right? And, but, and then now with things like Starlink, like I just don't know how on a ma- particularly on a mass scale, you continue to keep information from the people. It's just going to get harder and harder and that, which is positive. You're just trying to get Elon on this podcast. You're just trying, I'm trying to try trying to so hard. Listen, if Tim Dodd could get, and now I'm not putting myself on the same tier as Tim Dodd, everyday astronaut is baller. His content is amazing. He does incredible stuff. He deserves all of his, all of his success. Uh, and certainly he's got a much bigger audience than me, but Tim was still just a guy and a Midwestern guy at that. Um, you know, he's not some like genius aerospace engineer. He's not a Titan of business, right? He was a a really intelligent, really curious photographer who booked a job shooting some launches and like rediscovered that childhood love for all things space and rockets, uh, and has turned it into this incredible gig where he says his tagline and all of his stuff. And, and it really is what he does. He's like, I want to, you know, bringing space down to earth for everyday people. And he mm-hmm. does such a good job And the next thing, you know, like, um, SpaceX, Tesla, they don't have PR departments. They got rid of that. Like there's Elon's Twitter and there's like the work they do speaks for themselves. And, and those are the yep. things. And so here's like, I don't, where do you even go to book Elon? Right. Who do you even reach out to? And now here's Tim Dodd has had two long form interviews with Elon walking around Starbase with him. 
It's just so cool. That's why I'm, that's part of what actually really inspired. And I'd love to have Tim on the podcast. Like I've got a whole wish. It would be great. I've got a whole wish list of guests and Tim's been on it from the jump. So if anybody out there is listening in any way connected to, to Tim Dodd, cause you can only slide into so many people's DMS <laughs> like you want to come on my podcast. Um, and I know Tim's super busy and space is popping off right now. We'll talk about that some. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, like I'd, I'd love to have him on. I, I think he'd be a great guest, but he inspires me. That's why I'm not afraid to reach out to people who should be beyond right. the reach of the podcast. Because what are they going to do? Say say no. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I still sleep okay at night. <laughs> um, so uh, that's you know a uh, a pretty typical some podcast rabbit trail. There, I've no. Oh, you Rabbit were saying Hill. I just wanted Elon because I was talking about the the world getting getting smaller. The so, Link, yeah, the, I, I, to kind of to kind of bring us back to you're talking about the world getting smaller and industrial stuff. I, I have this theory, and I think I've had that this this discussion with you before. Um, but if you really want to gauge the uh, the quality of a country, right? Look at the cars they produce. And case in point, here we have Russia. We're saying that they are not the greatest country, the political party, not the people. Okay, we love the people. But, yeah, yeah, they're not exactly known for their great automobiles. But, okay, so Germany, you have that. Okay, decent, you know. Uh, You know, the USA, come on, somebody. We have some pretty good cars. But, yeah, I mean, North Korea, no car industry. So Yeah, I don't know how much that holds up, like... Again, I, I've I've got my issues with with any given in, in any given country, including our own. So this isn't an endorsement or an implication of perfection of anyone. But, um, well, I, you know, I was gonna go Britain, England. I guess you know you've got McLaren, you've got uh, Rolls yeah, Royce, cool you've got some there. stuff there. But like Australia, Australia seems dope. Um, eh. <laughs> I mean, I mean they've given us Bluey, if nothing else. Sure. Crocodile sure. Dundee. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin, yes. If if yeah, he, he is a god among men. Actually, I, I really uh, having having uh, Brian on a couple episodes, I was able to connect with uh the distributor for uh to for Jocko Fuel in Austria. So, you know, good day to those folks if uh, they're still listening. They've they're 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 a fun account. They're they're cool people, they're worth a follow. They're on, on and I think it's uh, get some underscore AU, I think is their Instagram handle if you wanna Wait, is that Australia or Austria? No, Australia. Oh, Australia. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make yeah. sure. Yeah. So uh yeah, no, I don't know. I feel like there's some good countries that aren't cranking out any decent automobiles. But what you're saying now, I don't know. Elaborate. I, I mean Give me a, give me a country. Give, like say a country and like do they have a, a Canada? That's what I'm saying. Like I think Australia. I think Australia is doing okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess. Well, they 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 do produce some awesome cars that cannot be uh, cannot be bought here in the U.S. Yeah, Holden Holden is a great brand. It's under GM. So yeah, they they got some. Good now stuff. here's where I think your theory falls apart, though. Like. Okay. Isn't okay. Uh, isn't China making some dope cars that they just don't sell anywhere else? Well, they are. If they're not making the cars, then they probably own the companies that are making the cars. An example would be Volvo. Like Volvo is now technically a Chinese company. They're not Swedish. 
Gosh, so which is which is terrifying, isn't it? Like, yeah. Very yeah, I was reading an article just today. Actually, um, it was more referencing um, like the issues with the uh, Huawei equipment and it being on cell towers and being used here. And, yep. and actually, you know, this story had you know like ten, eleven, twelve verified sources um, talking about. Like the the Huawei equipment that was used and installed installed in like the Heartland absolutely can operate and record like within um, the bandwidths used by the military DoD that it absolutely could interfere even with the operation of our nuclear systems, like our nuclear missiles, which are like just all this stuff. And it, so it kind of touched on all these different places where China has like bought up land or tried to buy up land near uh, military bases, government installations, power plants. And it even referenced in this at one point, there was an agreement in the works for China to finance to the tune of a hundred million dollars, building out this really, really nice Chinese garden at the botanical gardens in DC. The botanical gardens are like right there on the mall. Everything's kind of right there on the mall. Um, but as as they looked into it, there were all these different materials and things for for building this Chinese garden um, that they wanted to send here in diplomatic envelopes. Well, if you know how things work with diplomats and diplomacy, you can't those things don't go through customs. Those things don't get scanned. Those things don't get searched. We're like, why do you need to send materials in diplomatic envelopes to build like a a pagoda in a garden? And this whole thing would have been like two a at on one of the highest points in DC. DC is pretty flat, and when you go, the reason it doesn't feel like other big cities, there's actual law on the books in DC that nothing can be built taller than the Washington Monument. It's a fun fact. So when you go to DC, there aren't tall buildings. It's not like a big city until you get outside of certain zones. Like when you cross the Potomac and, and get over uh, into Virginia and stuff, you'll get some taller buildings, but nothing in DC. And actually, I think the National Cathedral um, kind of touts that their um, their towers are a little higher because they're because of the elevation they're built at. Uh, but you know, it's it's semantics. Uh, but this thing would have had like direct line of sight to the Capitol building. Great, great. So that Let's at least that at least they caught the like at least that got shut down. At least we're like you know we really don't really don't need your garden. Yeah, China need not buy our farmlands. Uh, also add Bill Gates to that list. Yeah, Can I was about to say who's him? who's worse, them yeah. or Bill? Probably Bill. That dude's snatching up farmland like it's going to style. At least he's not a big proponent of like we all need to stop eating meat and we should eat bugs and fake meat. At least he's not. Oh, wait, no, he definitely is. Yes, he definitely is. Yeah, yeah. no. I'm, I'm telling you, man, he is one jumpsuit away from being a supervillain. Dude, all all the ties, all the ties um, to Epstein, all the time, like documented oh, they yeah. were together. He's at his house. He's on his plane. He's whatever. And like there's there's strong reason to believe that's part of what brought about his his divorce. And it's just like we're just not, not going to talk about that. We're just we're all going to act like that didn't happen. He's a slimy little dude. He's a slimy little yes. dude. Once again, is my bank account going to get hacked? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, for do we sure. Have, do we have any listeners in China? Uh, Kale, did you did you list China? No, uh, China. Uh, China missing, missing from the list. I Actually, Taiwan. yeah, Taiwan's on there. So was Hong Kong. 
Uh, I, I have a, a mutual friend, somebody you know, who um, never, I'm not going to finish this statement. No, we can't be heard in China. How about that? I'll explain the rest of that to you off air. But uh, <laughs> okay. I, I have been informed that you you cannot find the podcast in China. That does not surprise me, though. I've thought about adding that to the show description, like proudly not available in. Mm, mm, I like that. Yeah. Solid 7, universal, except yeah. for China. Global, except. Except for the. I'm also, the I'm also fairly certain like I, you know, we can't be heard in uh, Cuba or North Korea. So huh. mission accomplished. You know what you got to do is try to get on like some of that ham radio. Remember those old school ham you radios that we used you know to do what? in high school? Because super cool guy that I am, uh, there's been a number of periods in my life where I've strongly considered getting into ham radio, and I've just never quite pulled the trigger. One thing is, it's it's possible um, I might be just just one more expensive hobby away from my wife leaving me. It, it might it might be she wouldn't. That's a that's a joke, but uh, but only kind of. It's only kind of a joke. <laughs> Yeah, um, I get that. So, but man, it just, it's, it's that so many things that call to me, which is basically just to say like cool tech gear. That's, that's right. just right up my alley. So. Yeah. I feel like middle age, you know, white man likes to tinker with stuff. Yeah. I, how yeah. are you not in the ham radio now? Yeah. Start, start saying things like Zed instead of Z. Like it's just, right. Yeah. But uh, here, maybe when the when the podcast hey, we'll do it, we'll do a spinoff, do a spinoff podcast all about ham radio, and ham, ham radio, radio equipment. Oh. Well, to give you an idea how much of a dork am I, uh, I have recently gotten into uh, computers and like programming and stuff, like getting into code and stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, dude, you used to play bass in a really good band. It's I don't, man. I know how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, but okay. You, you mentioned me playing bass a lot. Like every time I'm on the show, uh, I haven't played bass guitar for like anything in at least two or three years, at least two or three years. That's in like a church and a venue. There's only four strings, dude. It's like riding a bike. <laughs> four strings. Okay, okay. Insert all of the bass guitar jokes. You could do it. You could do it. Probably, probably. It was my first love. So, yeah, it's kind of weird as you get older how how your identity kind of shifts, right? You know, because, like, man, I w- in my early 20s, I was the bass player for the acclaim. I was punk rock or indie rock. I, I was that dude. Can we hear the acclaim anywhere? Like, is there... Is there- Acclaimed music, like I'm, hiding I'm out there in the world. I'm certain that uh, Michael Schmidt ha- put something on Spotify. I, I I haven't checked it out. I'm almost scared to even check it out. But uh, he still has all of the tracks and stuff. It would not surprise me. That would be something he would do. I don't see you coming up in like uh, Apple Music. Oh wait, what is this? Hmm. Is there hmm. is there another? Acclaim band. Name an name an acclaim song. Uh, boy, you never knew. Um, <laughs> oh man, how do I? Uh, All right, I'm gonna name some songs. Wow. You tell me if this was you guys. Sanctify okay. me. Huh? Sanctify me. 
No. Psalm? No. To the king? No, these are all too churchy. Yeah, I was going to say, these all sound too Christian for you guys. Yeah, we yeah we were... The we time were is now? What is this stuff? Are these people just stealing your name? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. We should have put a copyright on it. But, alas. So anyways, you used to be... You used to be cool, and now you're programming. What led you down this road? Ah, uh, okay. So th- the reason why I got into programming was because I was trying to get uh, gauges for my car, and they were stupid expensive. Like if you look, if you try to get a decent gauge from Summit Racing, from Jags or anything, yeah. they are really expensive. No, I mean I know what a gauge so. is, but for the listeners. Sure. Uh, basically, it's something that measures uh, something happening in the engine. So uh, uh, like a boost gauge will show you how much uh, boost your engine is making if you have a turbo. Uh, it'll tell you your water temperature, coolant temperature. So a lot of the gauges you, you know about because they're in your little screens in your dashboard. But uh, I have vehicles that, well, never came with those because I like weird stuff. Uh, but they were so expensive. And I thought to myself, you know, how do you make one? And that's what led me down the trail because I got into, okay, well, what is a sensor? What signals does it send? How can I read those signals? How can I display those signals? So then I got super heavy into uh, Arduinos, uh-huh. which only, only the super dorks will know what, what that is. But got into that, and yeah, now I've come, I went down this huge rabbit trail to the point now where I'm actually building my own... Uh, car ecu basically with chips and resistors and things so yeah interesting you know it's funny it used to be uh you know gearheads and nerds were two distinct groups and never really the mm-hmm. twain shall meet occasionally you get somebody that could kind of float back and forth between those two clicks but there really wasn't a lot of cl- crossover in the skill sets but as we're all right. learning right now from the fact that it's tough to get new vehicles because they're missing computer chips uh and because and it's super expensive to buy used vehicles right now because it's hard to get new vehicles uh are uh, like just more and more um you know particularly with the advent of of automakers like rivian like tesla uh Mm -hmm. they're just computers on wheels and they really are they really are yeah and what's what's nice is i got super into 80s cars like i I dove in headfirst in '80s automobiles. So, well, on all of them did have computers, but I mean, nothing like they had now. the com- nothing. There's had the computing power of a calculator essentially. Yeah. So they're super easy to tap into, and like do some beep bop boops and uh, make them do fun things. So. I uh, I miss carbureted exhaust. Carbureted exhaust. Yeah. The exhaust oh. of a vehicle with a carburetor smells different. Yes. And by yes, different, I mean better, superior. I don't know if I'll go that far. Uh, I don't know if i go that far. Dude, you're going to tell me, like, you don't get around, like, a, a short track stock car race and just deeply breathe in that scent and enjoy every second of it? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, that, that I do enjoy. I would think that that's more of a product of the racing gas that they're using though, versus no, carbon EFI. You, you, dude, you, you run that, that fuel 
that no no ethanol, which is garbage. Stop putting corn in my gas tank. <laughs> uh, that high octane, no ethanol fuel. You run that through a late model vehicle right now that's fuel injected yes. and all the all these emissions controls and the catalytic converter. You're not going to get that same scent out of the tailpipe. That's true. I did forget about the catalytic converter. That kind of ruins a lot of the thing. Also, because... I defy anyone in our age group to say or hear the word tailpipe and not think of Beverly Hills Cop, but I digress. Wow. Not going to fall Let's for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> wow. Eddie Murphy. Wow. What a king. He was once upon a time. Yeah. There were rumors well, of a I, of a comeback of him doing some more stand up, but nothing's nothing's come of it. Nothing, nothing. Oh man, yeah, he hasn't even acted in anything really. He did right? that movie Dolomite not long ago. I didn't see it, but he did it. Was but, that before or after? You know, Doctor Doolittle. I think after. I think it's more recent than that. But it is one of those okay. where it's like he plays several characters in the movie. Like, Oh, he's done gotcha. that several times. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, uh, what's his face? Martin. It's not Steve Martin. The, the Martin Lawrence. That. Martin Lawrence. Yes, he he has he's he has like quote, got himself that market. Like that is that is like his movies. Like I'm gonna dress up as several different characters and what what movie. he nothing's coming to mind. Why has he done that in? Oh man! Like the man. only thing coming to mind for him for me. Was his sitcom cleverly named Martin? That uh, was a good. Sitcom. And the Bad Boys movies. Um, Big Mama, Big Mama's House. Was Big, that him? I mean, I'm. Sh- uh, oh, man, I am almost certain. Isn't that Dude. Tyler Perry? Or am I just thinking of Medea? No. no, that's Medea. Yeah, Big Mama's House. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is Martin Lawrence, and you know, that's kind of like the off-branded Medea, I guess. Actually, I don't know which. I don't know which is worse, Big Mama or Medea. But, uh, but yeah, and you, and you know, there's like seven of these movies. So, remember, what a great time to be making movies because it used to be if something wasn't quite panning out, it would go straight to to video, and that was a negative. Mm-hmm. Like that was a knock. Right. Now it's like straight to streaming. You're like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, oh man, I didn't. I didn't put this in the show notes, but have you watched Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers yet? I, I haven't. I heard one review from somebody who said it was stupid, but I don't think they were old enough to appreciate what they were doing. I don't think they grew up on it like I did. I don't think they could still sing the Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers theme song. Uh, and okay. so ig- ig- ignore them. Yes. If you were if you were a Disney afternoon kid, yeah. that movie is amazing. If if you were a fan of who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh my gosh, what a flick. What oh, a flick. Classic. Um well and it was like Disney was on A, Disney movies were on such a run. Right? Yeah. Between Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King, like just such a like they hit their stride uh with those, right? Uh, now, there's some more divisive ones. I actually thought Tarzan was good. I actually thought Hercules was good. Hercules gets no love. Uh, Pocahontas was hot garbage. Um, I never saw, like, Brother Bear. I don't even know what was going on. Like, they kind of lost yeah. their mo. But they were in a hot... But the same time they were in that hot streak with their animated movies, their cartoon shows were absolute fire. Chippendale's Rescue yes. Rangers, Tails, Tailspin... DuckTales, 
Darkwing Duck. Dark I mean, Duck? come on, somebody. Oh, they were they were fire. Yeah, they were they were amazing. And and I I think if you were this if if you are a big fan of the show, you will love the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. I we watched it because Cassidy, we have a kid, so like, oh okay, sure, let's watch it. Yeah. I I, I went there. I I went to watch it expecting just a dumpster fire, right? Because didn't go in a movie theater, went straight to streaming. How good could it possibly be? Uh, amazing. All Incredible right. movie. Now I, I, what I had heard was that it was more for us than for the little ears. So she was good yes. with it? Yeah, there's some jokes in there that will be lost on the little ears. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but that just makes it funnier. For for the adults, I think yeah, it's it's fantastic. And I didn't I, I didn't realize that John Mulaney and um, uh, Andy Samberg Samberg yeah right? yeah they're the voices of Chip and Dale, which you wouldn't think would work, but it does somehow. I, I was just so shocked by it. I'm I'm down. It's it's on my list. I'm up to. I just said I'm down, and I'm up to it. So. I don't know which one is accurate, but you know what I realized, Kale, uh, just listening to the who I was listening to. I think I was listening to Jonathan Reyes the other day. The Solid Seven podcast is perfect for the person with ADHD because we go from politics, you know, Russia, global issues, global strife, uh, and then now we're talking yeah. about cartoons. You know how many is, uh, kids with ADHD it takes to change a light bulb? How many? One ride a bike. <laughs> um, speaking of Disney, the House of Mouse, the the magic, the magic kingdom, um, right right around the corner, just a stone stone's throw from me down here, your your old stomping grounds, and I'd yep. like for you guys who who don't live around here, who don't grow up around Disney World, the Disney parks, um, I, I want to share with you the magic that that you're missing. Um, <laughs> No, I could talk about the outrageously high prices. I can talk about the fact that they have the gall to charge triple digits for a ticket and then still charge you for parking when you arrive for the insane prices for the food or the the mm. long lines that, let's be worth honest, just aren't worth it. But no, today what we're going to talk about is the report from this week of a massive multi-family brawl at Disney World. Now, is this Disney's fault? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you you put people in the Florida heat, make them stand around for a few hours to go on a couple minute ride. You might you might be culpable. But so evidently, uh, family was in line. Uh, a, a a member of the family, a woman, realizes she forgot something back on her little motorized cart. She goes to get it, and not unlike Phyllis trying to say hi to Bob in line on Pretzel Day on The Office, some other family will not let this woman rejoin her family in line. Because, you know, allowing her to do so might cause them to have to wait an extra 30 seconds to ride the teacups. I don't know what they were actually waiting on. And uh, this family, they didn't appreciate it. And uh, when they got off the ride, they let... They let the other family know that they didn't appreciate it. Mm. And uh, you know what was flying around? It, it wasn't fairies. It wasn't Tinkerbell. It was fists. It was fists. fists. They had to be broken up by security and police officers. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, can I point something out to the audience real quick? Uh, so Disney, very much tourist space. I know that Florida has a reputation. Me moving to New York, I've realized how much of a reputation that Florida has. These people are probably not from Florida. Oh, no. Well, that's the thing. Like the whole Florida man meme, right? Right. Like, A, it's uh, half the time it's tourists. Right. The other half of the time it's like we're we're ticked off and angry because of tourists. Right. Right. Like, hey, come to the state. Enjoy it. I welcome you. Your tourist taxes are the reason I don't pay a state income tax. But could like can you just act like adults when you get here? Like imagine right. living someplace where that's just inundated with tourists nonstop and uh clogging up the roads, driving like they got no place to be, driving on the wrong side of the road depending on what country they're visiting from. Uh, all kinds yep. of stuff. Yeah, of course we're doing bath salts and eating faces down here. It's stressful. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It is very stressful to live in Florida, that is for sure. But there there is something about the House of Mouse that just brings out the worst in people. I I can remember uh, our my biggest arguments, right, in, in my in my marriage with my wife, happened at a theme park. Dude, you you it's, just um, hey, one now like for for families where it's like a, a family goal, like we're gonna do this family vacation to Disney World. It's so much money. It's so crazy. much money. Go someplace pretty and hike and tube down a river and invest that money instead. I'm begging yes. you. I'm begging you. But I mean, it's just—it's not set up to be. I'm a—I'm a capitalist. Make your money, make make your money. That's fine. How much should tickets to Disney be? However much people will pay. That's how much. And you know what? The parks are still, you know, COVID, monkeypox, whatever's going on. The the parks still packed. They still hit capacity. So in that sense, the capitalist capitalist in me says the tickets aren't overpriced. But they're they're overpriced for me. Not that I can't afford mm -hmm. them. I'm not willing. Like there's nothing there to me worth the price of admission. Nothing. I say that you couldn't um, – now I'm talking about like Disney World proper. If you gave me free tickets right now for my whole family, I wouldn't go. I'm not going to take a two-year-old and a four-year-old there to see things they want to do only to wait in line literally 60, 90, 120 yeah. minutes. Dude, toddlers aren't built for that. You want to talk Heck about no. you want to talk about the magic? What I'm going to do, I'm going to buy them a Mickey ice cream for 15 bucks. They're going to drop it on the ground. I'm not going to do it. There's there's things that have made sense to me to go to like uh one of the other parks here, Epcot. They do like a food and wine festival. That we were on a run before we had kids for a few years. We'd go out to that every year, but we were getting in free with friends every time. And they do like food from all over the world. And there's a really good Italian restaurant out there. So we'd do that and we'd eat the Italian, but I, I still wouldn't have paid. I enjoyed that. I still wouldn't have paid to go to it. Heck no. Heck no. Yeah. Plus you're, and people up here in New York, they come and talk to me. It's like, Oh, it must've been so great to live in Florida and go to Disney world all the time. And it's like, no, no. It, no, it wasn't because Florida, and I know you still live there, Kale. Florida is a sauna with gnats, okay? I need not go there uh, in June, July, August. Actually, let me take that back. April, May, June, July, 
August, September, October, maybe November, maybe December, maybe January, maybe February, but man, it is, wasn't I, I can't do it. Wasn't it like 105 degrees in New York today? Yes. I mean, what smack yes. are you even talking, dude? Well, well, here's the thing. We are in a heat wave, and it's been like a week, but guess what? After a week... It, it cools down, yeah, and it's okay. That's Even one thing. Right now, yeah, I mean, I've Even I've right lived now. I've lived here the vast majority of my life, but I, I've got extended family in the Midwest, and I spent a lot of summers going back up there. And, and the nice thing was, like, I'd, I'd be up there in the summer as a kid, still hot, crazy hot, right? Maybe a little less humidity. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But yeah. at night, it actually cooled off. Like, I'd go yes. and stay with my great aunts in this little town. Um, this little, little town, like 5,000 people in Illinois, um, you know, and stay at their house. It was the house they were like born and grew up in. This thing had no central AC. They didn't even have window units, uh, until I was much, uh, you know, much older. And, you know, like I, we'd, I'd quote unquote camp right on the dining room <laughs> right. floor with my great aunt Lois, who was, who was my first best friend, right? She was awesome. And we'd can't, you know, we'd sleep on the floor down there with the windows open and listen for owls. And it was just like nice yeah. and cool and chill in the middle of the summer. And I think that's one of the things that I've just never really acclimated to in Florida. I mean, I've been here like 36 years, right? Uh, yeah. or, or something like that. And uh, just even when you go outside at night in the summer, like there's never that fresh breath of cool air. It's still thick and hot and humid. Hot. Yeah. Exactly. I when I, when I moved up to New York, I discovered the outdoors. Yeah, I, I I spend more time outside living in New York than I ever did in Florida. Yeah, well, and that that is that's always been one of the kickers down here for me. It's one of the nice things about being in Florida is whatever you're into doing out outdoors, you can do year round. Right. You want, you want to golf. You're not going to have an off season. You're, you're a swimmer. You're a triathlete. You're not going to have an off season. You want to get out and play soccer. I mean, whatever, like it's, it's year round. You're going to get out and do it all now. Winter sports, not so much, but everything else uh, you're good to go. But like, for me, I really like to, to camp and to hike a, the hiking here is lame. Our nature is not without its charms. It's not like you can't see anything pretty, but there's just the only elevation is an overpass, right? Like you right. just can't. And so like we love to vacation and hit places with some elevation. Like we, we love uh, to go out and hit the Rockies or Blue Ridge mountains. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's always, you always want what you, what you don't have, right? The grass is always greener. So, you know, there's all these people in these mountainous areas that would love to be down here by the beaches. And dude, I could not care less about the beach. I hate sand. It gets everywhere in everything drives me nuts. Like give me a, a mountain and a, and a stream or a river or waterfall any day of the week. But I hate, like, I'm not afraid of hard work. I'm not afraid of exercise. I'm not afraid of being sweaty. But one thing I've despised my entire life is to just be still and sweat. It mm. drives me crazy. And that means that living here in Florida, in, in central Florida in particular, because it's a little different in the panhandle um, up in the northern part of the state, but down here, the the window of time in which I'm willing to camp it's like three months max. And that's what right. the fact that I've transitioned pretty much entirely to hammock camping, which getting up off the ground, you get a little air flowing around you. You can stay a little cooler. It extends, extends the camping season a little, but just a little. Yeah. I, I really do think that you would be a 
prime candidate to live up here with me in the Northeast. Um, yeah, no, I don't, my passport's not up to date. I don't think I can cross <laughs> into any communist countries at the moment, but I mean, I could check wow. on it. Hey, so hey, it'll swing. It'll, it'll swing. It'll come back around and it won't. And here's, yeah. here's the problem. Um, it, here's why it won't is because, um, you guys are screwed by New York city. I mean, just period. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same yeah. as Illinois screwed by Chicago and, and Springfield. I mean, you just are. Well, there's actually a push for New York City to become its own state. Oh, that's you know there there's been yeah. pushes to separate California into like two or three states. All all these big yeah. blue states are that same way. The metropolitan areas are very blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything outside mm-hmm. of those tends to be very red, and it's actually it's incredibly uh, predictable. You know, of course, uh, last week uh, before our, our shocking revelation at the end of the podcast, talking with John about the founding founding fathers, one thing, and I, I've probably said this on here before, cause it's, it's one of my, uh, favorite concepts from a, a founding father was Jefferson, uh, touting, um, you know, like that if we ever moved into big cities, basically it would be our doom. If we ever like in the way that Europe had, um, right. And what he stressed was like that, that staying connected to the land, like the closer you were to the land, the more grounded you were going to be as, as a person, like the more you understood, mm-hmm. um, you know, even just like where your, where your food comes from, whether that's fruits and vegetables or, or rather that's, that's meat, like how that goes down. And, you know, you look in our major metropolitan areas and you're so, so disconnected from all of those things uh, yep. now. And it's not like it's much better, you know, out in the suburbs either, but the, the more rural you get, the more reliant and you have to be on your neighbors and have that relationship there and actually know them because you might need them to, you know, come throw a train chain on your bumper and pull you out of a a snowy ditch or, you you know, you might need to borrow some firewood. You might need to, you know, just, just whatever. Um, it just, it just generates different people. And that's, that's, Mm -hmm. that's a legitimate different. That's not to say a better or worse, but just when you lack that, that perspective and those, that experience, um, it just manifests itself in a different way. There, there's a reason that the quote-unquote flyover country tends to be red yeah. uh, and the big cities tend to be blue, and it's that disconnect of experience. But the reality is that those those, those things um, that, that kind of shift those people in that direction, that is real life. Mm-hmm. The, the, you've got to farm, you've got to work the land, you've got to, you know, like life eats, life eats life, period, right? Like something's got to die for you to live, plant, animal, whatever, Um, you know, and so the more connected you are to that, the way you see it, like these things don't just happen. They don't just come to you some, you know, Um, and so it it just, it's a, it's a different outlook. It's, it's a different experience. Um, and so, you know, you've got all these people piled up, you know, in your instance in New York city, you know, and everybody else outside of that, like New York's actually, you know, pretty and rural and, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's, uh, uh, it's just a, it's just a different thing, but yeah, I, I really wish people would not think of New York as just New York city, uh, because the rest of New York, a part of the city, gorgeous, amazing people. I, I, I have to pinch myself still uh, anytime I go on a drive, just driving through farm country. uh, I I can literally go pet the cow 
that I, I have my milk, that, yeah. that, that gave me my milk, you know? And it's just such a beautiful country, such amazing people. And I feel that New York as a state gets such a bad rap because yeah. of because of the city. And you're right about the whole Well, that's like, you know, Michigan, thing. same way. Michigan's deep blue. And you look at the rest of the state, uh, you know, our mutual friend that's uh, a supporter here on the podcast and a, and a regular guest, Jason Shorey, he, he's up in northern Michigan. And, man, the, the pictures that he sends from up there. Yeah. Like just enticing me to come visit these, like crystal clear lakes and rolling hills and I mean just amazing. And he's out riding, you know, uh, snowmobiles across ice bridges and stuff. Like he's fully embraced, uh, you know, that northern Michigan life. But it's just so so different from what you get with like a, a governor, uh, Governor Whitmer, and Detroit and. Uh, you know, those, those big dominant areas, but it's very much, um, you know, I think the, the illustration really from hunger games is actually kind of apt, right? Where you have the capital city living this, uh, this very lavish, uh, you know, just over the top lifestyle in the capital, but it's all fueled by all this work that's been being done by these downtrodden zones and stuff. And, yeah. and without realizing that it's like if the capital ceased to exist, you know, obviously, you know, Hunger Games isn't real life. But it's like if the big cities cease to exist, it's not like they're producing the stuff the rest of us are using. Not the things that we actually need and matter, right? Like, okay, the entertainment's coming out of big cities, right? It's coming out of Hollywood. Well, if Netflix went away forever tomorrow, you could still – you could still live. You could still exist. You could still eat and drink and uh, whatever. And so it's those things that are that are germane that are just absolute necessities for life aren't coming out of the major metropolitan areas. But if you take away, uh, you know, the farmland and their production and stuff, well, then it's a problem for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, and we're seeing that now. You know, with with the Ukraine shortage of grain. Well, eat. Okay, so you might not eat that grain, but the food that you eat eats that grain. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like farm country. It comes from farms. Uh, uh, agricult- agriculture is a very, very big part of our civilization that so many people ignore. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that broke my heart last week, I, I, we have uh, an amazing family that goes to our church, and uh, the, their daughters attend uh, the youth ministry that I'm in charge of, and... Uh, and I made a comment, uh, I can't remember what it was, but their family owns a blueberry farm. And I was like, oh, man, it's so cool. You should drive your tractor to, to school one day because people do that up here. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, ew, no, I don't want people to know I'm a farmer. And that just broke my heart. Do, have you <sighs> ever heard? Uh, I, don't, I don't often say I will link to... Um, the uh, like anything in the show notes much anymore, right? We did that early on, and it's just such a hassle. I'm like, who's clicking on these? Like everybody's got like you just Google it or or Bing it or Duck Duck Go it, whatever whatever you want to do. <laughs> like, hey, I'd like to know more about that thing. Okay, everybody knows how to find everything now. Um, but have you ever heard the Paul Harvey audio and God Made a Farmer? Yes, yes, because uh, there was a truck commercial that yeah. did that. Yeah. Which kind of did it a disservice. It's kind of bigger <laughs> than than a truck commercial. Yes, yes. Um, it's longer than the thirty minute thing that they said to. Yeah, but it's. But so I mean, Paul Harvey, what a what a gift he was, anyways, mm-hmm. and uh, 
but uh, yeah, it's 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 worth if you've never heard Paul Harvey's and God Made a Farmer, it's worth listening to. You'll probably uh, appreciate your your next hunk of meat or your your next bowl of of cereal a, a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, next time. Yeah, one one of the sad parts in our culture is just seeing how many young people aspire to be part of District One per se, right? The entertainers, the the high, you know ritzy the glamorous but uh work like no one wants to be a farmer no one wants to be a plumber yeah. no one wants to be an electrician it's interesting well it's part of the magic of micro and all the work that he does everything he did with dirty jobs which they've revived dirty jobs he's doing a great podcast the way i heard it now i talk about it here all the time the work he's doing through um micro works and providing scholarships uh for for trade schools i heard audio from him recently talking about um you know it being kind of counterintuitive but a, a large portion of the people that he um that were on dirty jobs that they were highlighting were millionaires oh yeah they didn't Multi. didn't come Multi. didn't come from money not built with a silver spoon in their mouth but found a way to, to meet a need or build a better mousetrap. And it wasn't uh, glorious. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't flashy. Uh, but it it could be lucrative. Right? And it's, you know, he right. talks about things. You know, we, we've been, we were been doling out this horrible advice to our youth for decades now of, oh, you don't want to end up with a, a job with your name on your shirt or just follow your passion. No, and his thing is no. That's dumb. Like you're gonna follow. Right. You're gonna follow your passion into the the unemployment line. Take your exactly. find a job and take your passion with you. Is exactly. significantly exactly. Uh, better advice. And it, dude, it's so much. When Mike started the way I heard it, and you can go back and listen to them. He was doing it much. Now he's doing it as more of a long form interview type podcast. And they're they've been really interesting. They're really good. Uh, finds incredible guests. Uh, Mike Rowe's on my list too. Open invite, Mr. Rowe. Anytime you'd like to stop by the Sound Some Podcast <laughs> with your beautiful voice. Um, but uh, he was doing it more Paul Harvey style where younger listeners, if you weren't ever really into talk radio, stuff like that, Paul Harvey was was this radio personality around forever. Um, and he, he'd do um, this, uh, this series. It was called like, uh, the rest of the story or something like that. And if you were listening to like a talk, for me, I always experienced him through talk radio. I don't know what the background was before that. Maybe would be listening in the morning and he'd start to tell you this story and just a phenomenal storyteller, this great voice, incredible. And it was interesting and it kind of suck you in, but there was always a turn, right? You were always, when you heard the whole thing, you were, you were going to be surprised about who he was actually talking about. So it might be like somebody that was really well known, but you didn't know this aspect of their background or their life or their skill set or whatever. So at the end of the day, you'd get the other half of it, you know, and he'd end the segment with, and now you know the rest of the story. And it was always that I can't, his voice was much better than mine, uh, but that kind of tone and intonation. And it was just this really cool multi-generational thing like for anybody that you know grew up watching like cbs sunday morning with their parents or their grandparents you know there's something even now with the different reporters and stuff uh about watching cbs sunday morning it's just it's not a normal news thing there's not a lot of political angles stuff like that it's more human interest and so it's just one of those nostalgic things but so mike was kind of doing that early on with the way i heard it so they were shorter hits and it was kind of stories like that and there's kind of a, a turn and now he's doing longer format but go back and listen to those 
uh, if you haven't ever. They're they're really good, but um, yeah, they're on YouTube. I just I just searched for it, and then bam, it populated all of this stuff. Yeah, so this is amazing. Good stuff. But so even like uh, my my nephew right now, you know, he he just graduated, and uh, he's he's going to a trade school for welding. Um, nice welders, super in demand right now of all types. Incredibly valuable skill set. He's got, you know, uh, a couple of scholarships to where the way this is playing out, he can he can go to the program for free. He's getting all of his books for free, and he's getting his tool set for free. For free. So he's going to be done with this program. It's not going to take anywhere near the four to five years that a bachelor's degree would. And there's a pile of open positions for welders waiting at the end of this process for him with no student loan debt. Yep. He gets to get done and have a marketable skill set for the rest of his life, whether he wants to work for other people, open his own shop, side hustle for jobs, a valuable skill set that our, that our way of life does not function without mm-hmm. welders. Um and 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 with no with no debt, there's no he doesn't have no to worry debt. about whether or not the government's going to forgive his student debt. It doesn't exist, right? And and guess what? It may not be his passion, but maybe that that helps fuel his passion. And and what I'm saying is not to diminish anyone's passion. If anything, it elevates it, right? Because say say Kale. You are so passionate about underwater basket weaving, which you are. I am fa- yes. Saltwater well, only, though. Saltwater. Saltwater. I like the challenge. Water. Yeah. 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 Well, that's not very lucrative, right? So, uh, of course, you shouldn't do that, right? Well, just because there's not money in it doesn't negate uh, or devalue the passion that you have for underwater basket weaving. So, okay, fine. Become a welder. And then you'll never have to worry about having enough money to buy basket weave, yeah. you know, like and you, anytime you go on vacation, hey, you can take a month off if you want to Dude, and do all the under basket weaving you want. Not to turn this into the, the micro podcast, though there are worse things we could turn it into. But sure, I, I sure. listened to a guest. I wish I, I remembered his name. I, I, I wish I could do him that service. But I listened to a guest on the micro podcast. And if, if you scroll through, you wouldn't have a hard time finding it. This guy owns a company that makes um, components for van conversions. The company doesn't do van conversions. They make components for van van conversions. He has open positions for welders right now that he can't fill. He's competing with companies like SpaceX and Tesla for these welders for this skill set. These are six-figure jobs starting at six figures. Welders. Guys with their names on their shirt. Mm-hmm. Guys that don't have a degree hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. Six figures. He can't fill all the jobs. Right. And in the meantime, there's the converse. There's And, and to some degree, I, I do feel bad, uh, pun intended on the degree there, to some degree, I do feel bad for these young people whatever we're supposed to call the millennials are old now. Like well, the first millennials are turning uh, 40 or whatever now. Uh, so whatever. Gen, Gen, Gen Y. Z, Gen are Z. they Z? Are they Y? Whatever they are. Yeah. Um, we're sold to build the goods, right? Like we told them you've got to go to college to be successful. And if that means you've got to take on debt, then by God, you take on debt. And you know what? The debt, it was never necessary. 
You could have done it without the debt. And actually the easy access, people are like, why is college so expensive now? Because we gave everybody easy access to money. All the yep. money in the world that you wanted to borrow to go to school was available to you. So the colleges go, well, if they're just going to keep throwing money at them, we can keep charging them. That's why the price of higher education has gone up as much as it has, the easy access to money. And what they didn't mm -hmm. tell you is not every degree you're walking out of there with is a good investment. Not everyone – not all of those things has a paycheck. At the, there's no pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. And it might be interesting subject matter for you to learn about, but it's not valuable in the marketplace. Yeah, And so exactly. you, you took on all this debt that, to then go work in something that didn't require the degree anyways because you're not even working in your field. That might mean you, you became a teacher because at least you have the degree so you can try and go and get the teaching license. So then you have these, these teachers who are there because they're – they're just hungry, just trying to eat, but they're not passionate about teaching or maybe even about the subject matter. Uh, you, it could be like there's plenty of. I'm not knocking. Like I'm a I'm a coffee junkie. I love a, a good latte, a good americano, dude. A, a good barista is worth their weight in gold. But you probably didn't need a liberal arts degree to be able to make me a good latte. You probably didn't need to spend that money to gain that skill yeah. set. And there's there's a lot of people with degrees hanging on the wall, you know, making lattes for people. There are things that make a ton of sense right now that are good investments. Most of them right now at this point in time are in STEM. And if you're if you don't want to be an architect or an engineer of some type or or a doctor or something like that, man, college might not be the best investment for you. Right. It might make more sense to go learn a trade you could make money from and then learn about that thing you're passionate about that you wanted to get that degree in. Like we talked about it earlier, information's free now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you can learn anything about anything now without paying right. anyone to teach it to you. You can sit and watch videos. You can practice. You can go to classes for free. You can spend like 150 bucks and participate in a master class from somebody who is who's a world class expert in that thing that you never would have had access to at your university, and and learn from them and do that on your own time. So it's just like I, I you know, I, there's some people, uh, you know, in in my life, extended family, whatever, that think I'm very anti higher education, and I'm not. I just don't think every degree that's available out there is a wise investment, and it is an investment. Um, and I'm Agreed. there. It's very rare that the degree that I think is worth taking on debt for, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I just recently had, had a good friend, you know, later in life decide he was going to become a doctor and he did it and he took on some debt to do that, but now he makes doctor money. So it makes right. sense. And as long as you're willing to take that doctor money and still live non-doctor lifestyle for a little bit to dump that debt, go, go for go it. For it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't take don't take that first paycheck down to the Mercedes dealership. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, right, that'd be tempting, but don't do that. Yeah, and, 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 and think about this too. So we're we're telling it kind of goes back to the passion, right? Because you can be very passionate about philosophy, and you know what? G good on you. Learn about Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. Do you? <laughs> Do you I mean, need to spend a hundred thousand dollars to I learn mean, go, about those three. Go for the Stoics, but point made. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah, but 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 you know what I mean. Like it's, you don't have to do that. And then uh, uh, what's really super unfortunate is these kids get into debt and they find their their future spouse 
who probably went to that same college. And guess what? They're also in debt. And so now we have two, two young people, maybe they got married or whatever, trying to make it in this world, but they are literally making a house payment uh, worth of student debt loan. How and you can't get ah, you can't get rid of it. You can't even bank yeah. you can't even bankruptcy no. your way out of it. No, it follows you. It follows you. So, oh, and it, who it, who holds the notes? Who's absorbed all of it? The federal government, which means when they talk about we're going to forgive the student debt, they're talking about your money and mine. They owe that money to us. Mm -hmm. So, and and it's just so. uh, So on one hand, I'm like, yeah, they they were advised poorly, and we've sold this. Follow your passion. You've gotta you've gotta go to college, and then now, you know, bachelor's degrees are so numerous, so common. You know, that the real value is in the master's. Now you've got to take on even more debt. Now you're in school mm-hmm. for, for longer. And st- so instead of, of producing and earning, now you're, you're spending a few more years at the very least uh, spending. Um, but the flip side is, you know, I say, yeah, I'm older. So, you know, <laughs> the college crowd, I call them kids at this point, but they're not. These are grown freaking adults and they sign on yeah. the bottom line. You took that debt on. You owe that money. Pay it. You owe it. Yep. And somebody else is not gonna pay pay it for you. It's yeah. it is on it is on you. You know, and the problem with with universities and the cost of education is kind of is kind of the same reason why healthcare is so expensive as well, right? Because with the we like like ha- Having the government pay for your college doesn't make college less expensive. Uh-uh. It doesn't. And in the same way, having the government pay for your health care uh, doesn't make health care less expensive. Wow. We have talked about China, Russia, micro, Arduinos, talked about college, welding, and now we're into health care. This is- these, these last two years, go, go get a COVID test. Don't worry. Yeah. It's free. Go get a <laughs> go get a COVID vaccine. It's free. N- n- no. 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 They're not giving them away. You're not getting the bill directly to you. You're getting it secondhand instead. Mm-hmm. You're paying for it. Just oh, yeah. not at the point of purchase. And so yeah, I dude, yeah. I I've beat this drum forever. One the whole uh, medical insurance ought to work far more like automotive insurance. Uh, it, it ought to be for major events. Your, your car insurance doesn't pay for your gas. It doesn't pay for your tires. It doesn't pay for your oil change. It doesn't pay for your air filters, nor should it. Neither should your health care yeah, pay for you know minor prescriptions and doctor visits. That should be out of pocket. Why? Because you should know what you're paying for those visits. Why? Because when yeah. you know what you're paying for them, then you shop for them. When you shop for them, it applies pressure to the marketplace 
and it drives prices down. And you don't have to look far for proof of this. You don't need to be an economist. Just look at the areas of healthcare that exist and operate outside of our insurance and Medicare and Medicaid systems. Those being things like elective eye surgery and elective cosmetic surgeries. When when LASIK came out, when the idea of having your vision corrected came out, the prices were unattainable to all but a select few. There weren't many people doing it, many doctors offering it, and the ones who did charged through the nose for it. But because people pay for it out of pocket, they would start to look around. Is anybody doing this cheaper? Is the person that's doing it cheaper as good as the person that's doing it for more? If they are, I'm going there. And in those industries, like all other industries where the free market is applied, the service has gotten better, the product has gotten better, and the prices have gone down to where now you can get both of your eyes done for less than it would have cost to have one of your eyes done not long ago at all. That's what would happen to all of healthcare if we knew what we were actually paying for things. How much did you pay for your last doctor's visit, Chris? How, let uh, me rephrase. I, let me rephrase the question, please, because I'm, yes. I'm making a specific point. How much did your last doctor's visit cost? Let's see. I had a $40 copay. No, no. How much did your last doctor's visit cost, Chris? I have no idea. You have no freaking idea because you know no your copay you know what your portion was you have no idea what your insurance provider paid and so Not you have clue. no incentive to shop for a provider because if you go to the doctor down the street your copay is still going to be forty dollars yeah kill our I feel like we're probably turning into our dads because I feel like every time we get uh, uh, we we talk we we descend into discussions that uh, my father used to have with his friends. Uh, I would agree, except for my dad was super liberal. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd be very dis- really? uh, he'd be very, oh yeah 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 yeah. It it the, was the, it was funny in the days uh, you know before it was just the old people on Facebook. Um, you know, like conversations, debates would start up like on my Facebook and my dad, he was super liberal. Um, he was also very intelligent. Uh, and he, if you didn't come prepared, dad would rip you to shreds. And I would have people occasionally reach out to me and be like, that is, that's your, that's your dad. I'm like, yep, that's dad. Oh, well I'll, you know, I'll lay off, Lynn. I don't, I don't want to argue with your dad. They're just looking for an out because dad's owning them. I'm like, no, you don't have, he's a big boy. You don't have to lay off. It's okay. So I, I, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I'd chime in and bail people out occasionally, but, uh, sometimes I just left them to their, (laughs) their fate with dad. But you know what though? That probably produced something inside of you. Like, cause you, you, when you take on a topic, when you learn something, you get in the nitty gritty. Like you, you can you can debate anybody. Like uh, I've always felt that way. Yeah, even if I'm wrong. And that was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I never said anything about humility. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. your dad didn't tell you that. No, don't get but, accused uh, of that one much. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, yeah. but it was here. Here was the problem, right? It's not, it's not like Dad was in the right on on those debates. I, I disagreed yeah. with his point, uh, and I'd get I'd get in there and counter him and some. But here's the thing: you couldn't do you can't you couldn't come at my dad uh, in a political debate if you were a bumper sticker Republican or conservative. Yeah. If all of your viewpoints. Yeah you know, fit on like three by seven stickers. If that was how in, in like uh, informed you were, it wouldn't, it wasn't going to work. Wasn't going to happen. So that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, as I think as I've grown older, I have become way less, I guess I remember being that way. I was the bumper sticker, whatever party, yeah. you know, if it's your fantasy, you know, uh, I don't know now <laughs> it, for, for being in a country that's so uh, divided, you know, there's a lot of things that are just not as simple as black and white. No. And not as simple as Democrat, Republican, yeah. conservative, liberal. Well, and even so, and I'm, I'm using this not to to make fun of one side or the other because I, you I, you could do this in the other direction. I just haven't seen it done. Uh, but like I saw a video at one point. It might have been from like uh, PragerU or, or a group like that, Daily Wire, something like that doing kind of man on the street interviews and like reading off quotes, um, to, to people and, uh, about the topic doesn't matter. Um, but w without the context of who it was said, they're like, you know, disagreeing with it. And they, so the, the stick here was like their, their guess was that these quotes were attributable to then president Trump and they were actually statements from president Obama. Oh, wow. Right. And so without the, and so they, as they were informed, they, they'd be, they'd be shocked. Right. But it's just so, so many things and people just aren't what we're, we're told they are in sound bites. Um, and, uh, you know, if you, if you dig in just a little bit, it's, it's much easier to, to solidify and, and defend your positions. You know, it's just, it just can't be that surface stuff. And you, it, it's just a really bad idea uh, in politics and religion and life in general, just to, just to, to take anybody's word for, for anything. Like that's part of growing up. That's part of maturing. That's part of being an adult. Like have, right, have right. mentors. Sure. Surround your smart, yourself with smart people, intelligent people. Absolutely. But trust, but trust, but verify Right, like, find out for for yourself uh, on, on a lot of these things. That's not just you know. I'm not saying, hey, if somebody tells you the stove's hot, don't touch it. Don't go touch right. it just to just to make sure. Right, but if somebody's telling you this whole group of people uh, is X, this whole race of people is X, this whole political party is X. They they hate you. They love you. They want to do this. They want to do that. Oh, that's that's interesting. Well, that'd be great if it's true, or that'd be awful if it's true. Let me go make sure it's true. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. Right. And I think it's also important, too, to pick your expert. And, you know, just because somebody doesn't match your political party doesn't mean that they're not an expertise at something that is applicable to your own life. Yeah. You know? That's why it drives me crazy. Sorry to keep uh, making this the uh, Grumpy Old Men podcast. But it, it drives me crazy when people trust celebrities uh, um, with their political choice, uh, even their religious choice. It's like, listen, if if I wanted to learn about acting, I, you know, I listen to Sean Penn. Okay, um, he that does not make him an expert in 
anything yeah. else, right? Yeah, it's it's such an interesting. Uh, you know, I talk about this on here all the time. Like, uh, you know, the whole the paparazzi thing, the uh, just our our natural intrigue towards these famous people that that we don't know them. We're not invested in their lives. They're certainly not invested in ours. Always just, and not that I, you know, I fall victim to it too. Sometimes I'll catch myself. I'm like, I'll click on a link. I'm like, why am I reading this right now? This could not matter <laughs> less at all in any way, shape, or form uh, right now. I'll, I'll get sucked in, but it is that, like, yeah, why do I care if that's who you're voting for? Uh, I don't know why you're voting for them. I don't know why you think they're better. I just... uh what like you're super I, I i don't know what you're you're pretty you're handsome oh okay uh I, I, chris isn't peeing he's pouring a drink for the listeners on this audio only oh, podcast yeah that would be a really short pee yes that would have been a quick one like you just unmuted too soon or something um but uh, yeah, I don't get that. And I say all that to say I'm like I'm sitting here running a podcast that I would love to to grow, to be heard, heard to be successful. Where I'm wanting people to to tune in and hear to some extent my opinion on things. And one of the things I love from the podcast is uh, when somebody's like, yeah, I, I learned something about whatever from that. I dig that. Mm-hmm. I I have no no call to expertise. I'm I'm not. Um, uh, a world class expert in, in in not not in a like a verifiable, recognizable way on on any particular thing, right? Like I've got some certifications and things. Like I'm a certified, uh, you know, pistol instructor, like firearms instructor. Like I can point to that. But everything else, I'm like, I I hope I think that uh, as you tune in and listen. Um, I, that I come across as an intelligent person, as a thoughtful person, um, who who there's there's reasons I can explain why I think this thing, why I believe this thing. Um, but e- even even me, right? Like I'm not going. Oh, hey, I have this. To, well, that's the other thing, right? That's that's a, that's a problem that we run into with our our educational system is this idea that a one and academics fall victim to this all the time. You might be a legitimate expert in an area, legitimate, world class, top notch, doctorate, research, the whole nine. But the problem is when you start to think that makes you an expert in all areas, but also to think that there's only one way to come by, by that knowledge. And we tend to confuse also knowledge with wisdom, right? Mm. And, uh, and we lack maybe a societal understanding of the difference. You can be really smart, really, really smart and an absolute fool, Right. And right. I've, I don't know what, how Webster's defines wisdom and I don't really trust how Webster's defines anything uh, anymore. <laughs> um, but like, I, you know, to me, always the simplest way to think of the difference between knowledge and wisdom, wisdom, right. Is like knowledge or is it's the facts, right. Uh, but wisdom is the application of the application. that knowledge, the intelligent application of that knowledge to, to your life and the, and the world around you. And, uh, academics don't have the market cornered on that. Um, conservatives, mm-hmm. libertarians don't have the market cornered on that. Even, uh, you know, we talk about it. Chris, Chris is a pastor. I'm a Christian. I worked in ministry for a long time. The, the Christian faith doesn't have the, the, 
uh, market cornered on on wisdom. You can find mm-hmm. I as as Christian believers. Um, I, I th- I'm comfortable saying Chris and I think we both have the market cornered on truth. That's I, I don't hate anybody for you know we're not uh, all roads lead to the same place kind of believers. Some people some people are, um, and, and that might be you. And you know I'm uh, well, you know whatever. Um, but you you can find truth and or you can find wisdom uh, in in other places. Um, so I, I hope that people find that when they come here. I always yeah. you know I talk about it all the time. I'm like, and I think Chris would attest to this in normal everyday life. I'm I've said this on the podcast several times. I'm pretty funny. Like I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty quick witted. I I've got jokes. I really do. And I always expect that to come out and come through on the podcast. And it never does as much as I think that it should. Uh, and I don't know what it is about this format. About I'm talking to, you know, obviously we I have some bigger guests on. I, I, I there's been some awesome people that I've I've met through the podcast. And man, the August lineup for guests is fire. August yeah. is a big month for the solid seven podcast. It is a big month. Super excited um, for the guests we have coming up. But I also love as much as I love having uh, these people come in who are subject matter experts who are uh, really interesting and doing really cool things. I love like the stable of guests. I love sitting and talking to, uh, you know, you and Becca and Mike Redacted and Shory and, uh, uh, you know, uh, physicist kind of Jason. And uh, like our stable of guests is awesome. And there's some more of those that are going to cycle through. And it's, but it's because, uh, you know, it's people that A, I think are wisdom. Like these are people who have brought value into my life and I hope I've brought value into theirs. Uh, But it's people that I think is worth a listener hearing from, right? I think, you know, um, talk radio hosts, news hosts, celebrities. It's not like they have this market cornered on having a good take or having a decent yeah. understanding. Like they're all just people. Right? right. And it's, it's like, even after, you know, Evaldi's been, well, I'd say back in the news, it just hasn't left the news. Cause that, that shooting in Texas was bad enough that I mean, loss of life of is tragic. It's more tragic the more innocent it is and you know that happening to school kids like that is horrible but then as we learn more and more and more about the response it just gets worse and worse and worse and the videos that came out uh, of you know the cops just in the hallway not reacting, not making entry. That guy casually using the hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the cop who's freaking out because his wife's a teacher in the school and he wants to get to her and they're trying to hold him back and calm him down. Uh, you know, it, it just, it gets worse and worse. But then, you know, uh, of all the things, you know, no matter, it, it, it's tough as a politician to be right or wrong in that scenario, right? If you come out immediately and you're like, this is why we should X, if X is we should get rid of all the guns or if X is we should issue guns to everybody. Uh, if that's too soon, it's, oh, you're dancing on the graves or you're capitalizing, yeah. uh, right? No matter which way it is. And then it's it's too much and it's not enough and it's the it's the wrong thing. Um, and so I, I get that you can't win there, but I, I, I don't think what you need to do, like I don't think who we needed to hear from, uh, from the podium at the White House um, was an actor. Yeah. Like that's not the voice I need. That's not the take I need. That's not the expertise that I need in, in a world where there are people who are, are legitimate experts 
um, in in security and hardening of buildings uh, of all these different things. Okay, I want to hear from from them, but I don't need to hear from Matthew McConaughey, and I certainly don't need to hear it from the pulpit in the briefing room, from the podium pulpit. There's my there's church coming through from the podium in the briefing room at the White House. He's not an elected official. Uh, you know, he's, he's not, he's not an appointed official. He's an actor. He's a good actor. I like his movies. I'm, I'm, I'm down. We just watched sing two with the kids. He voices the koala did a fantastic job. You know, I like to quote, all right, all right, all right. As much as the next guy, I don't need, I don't need McConaughey's take coming from the white house on firearms, whether he agrees with my side or not. Yeah, we, we, we conflate or we, we make this link, right, to celebrity, to uh, expertise. And that is so not the case. And, and Kale, not to, you know, blow sunshine up your skirt or Please whatever do. you're wearing. Please do. Take but, all the sunshine I can get. <laughs> but these people that you have on, on your podcast, on the Solid 7 podcast, they're great. They are, they are knowledgeable. They are intelligent. Okay, are they famous? I mean, I also they... occasionally have Alvarado on, so it's whatever. But well, yeah, well, he's yeah. We'll, we'll treat him as an outlier. <laughs> all right, well, this so that's yeah, that's not that's not mess up the data here. But a, a lot of people who you have in your podcast are very knowledgeable, intelligent. But guess what? You won't see them on Forbes on Forbes magazine. Uh, you won't hear them on the Joe Rogan podcast. Does that mean that? Uh, they're not as intelligent as these other people know. And if anything, I would say that their opinions probably matter, probably matter more, you know, because they don't have this veil of a celebrity. They don't have, they don't have to carry that weight of persona, right? They can just be a genuine person. And, um, so yeah, wait a second, wait a second though. Uh, is this going to be broadcasts? Am I your first guest in August? No, you're uh, we're we're pretty late in the typical recording window as we sit here because of the change. Ah. So uh, listeners, Chris and I are, are sitting here on a, a lovely Saturday evening uh, yeah. doing this. This will drop Monday. OK, darn. Yeah. I'm not part of the fire. But anyway, but either way. So those those people are, you know, in August. But man, you have some awesome people that come on here and uh, who can teach people. Uh, to teach us listeners like me uh, some valuable things. So, well, I, I hope that's the case. I hope everybody. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys it. I hope you do get uh, an occasional laugh. I do love when when people learn something from the podcast, and I do. I do. I trust but verify. Look, look it up. Um, hey, call yep. me out. Like you, you can you can reach me through the the podcast website. You can find me on on social media. Hey, hey, you got this wrong. This is. Let's talk. I'll cor- I'll correct it, right? I Man, we covered a yeah. lot of ground on founding fathers last week. If you're like, oh, I found this about Jefferson, send it my way. Let's like whatever. Let's get to let's get to truth. Let's yeah. and that we don't do enough of that, right? Like you can't. There's there's too much arguing and not enough discussing anymore. And yep. so let's yep. let's sit and talk about it for sure. But I do hope people, uh, you know, find value. I I do hope. Uh, you know, I will say this, like I, I hear, I, I hate how much of our conversation these days re- begins with or revolves around like 
hey, I saw this meme or I saw this GIF or I, you know, I saw this TikTok <laughs> or I saw this reel or I saw this story. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that should drive me nuts. I don't know how different that is from conversation before social media where you'd be saying, hey, I saw this TV show. Hey, I read this article. Hey, I read this book. Hey, I heard this from so-and-so. So it's just a different medium. I guess it shouldn't be that bad. But there is this audio that makes its way around uh, TikTok and, and Instagram reels. Uh, and it's a guy saying something along the lines of like, you know, my friends always ask me like, why aren't you famous yet? Uh, well, it's because you're not sharing my crap. He doesn't say crap. So, you know, my apologies if you find that audio and hear the language, like you're not telling people about me or whatever else. And so, uh, in that, in that sense, you know, if you do, if you listen to the podcast, if we put a smile on your face, if you learn something, uh, if you enjoy it, Hey, that's awesome. I love that. But please, for the love of God, tell somebody, <laughs> uh, subscribe, yes. you know, subscribe, uh, give us a, a rating, give us a review. All that stuff helps. The more ratings and reviews uh, that there are, the more the algorithms like to recommend it to other people. So follow us on, on social media, mostly on Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. If you see a post on those things, you can pretty much assume it came from Instagram, <laughs> like it was cross-posted. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're solid, the number seven podcast on Instagram. But uh, really the easiest way to find all, all of our content, uh, our, our affiliate programs, uh, events, anything like that is all right on the website, solid7podcast.com. It's the number seven, solid7podcast.com. Um, you can find the latest episodes on whatever app you like to use for podcasts. Um, you can get to um, uh, you can get to Go Ruck from there, which I actually just today, just before we were recording, um, uh, had somebody reach out and be like, you know, hey, just just purchased um, a GR3 and uh, a long range rucker from Go Ruck today. A listener reached out and said that. Did they use my link? Yes, they did. So thank you, listener. Yes. Uh, Cha-ching. Uh, but the links to uh, Origin and Jocko Fuel uh, are on there. You can always, on Origin and Jocko Fuel, use our promo code uh, SOLID7, S-O-L-I-D-7, and get 10% off their products. Totally worthwhile. But all our social media is on there. Links to our Patreon. If you want to become a Patreon supporter, um, you get uh, bonus content from the podcast. If you're a $10 a month supporter, uh, you get a, a coffee mug, a solid seven mug, a better than average coffee mug from which you can drink the beverage of your choice. I, I recommend Jocko Go. Coffee is acceptable. Really not tea. Like we fought a whole war not to have to drink puddle water. So coffee or Jocko Go are, are recommended uh, from that mug. But that's there's even a link to make it easy to review us. Um, uh, on there and so and we'll we'll throw some events on there sometimes we're gonna do a a go ruck basic here in orlando in october and the link to that if you want to come out and join us for for some good good living in a go ruck event that is uh that's on there too so we'll make it as easy for you as we can but but uh yeah tell a tell a friend share share the story share the posts i do all that stupid obnoxious instagram stuff just because i love you guys the, the listeners. So click like on that, that stuff and send it to your friends, especially like if you have liberal friends, if there's an episode oh, yeah. where I like, just go off, just, just troll some, just send it to them. Just who knows? But, uh, and, and, and you know, if, if your name is Elon, um, you know, uh, if your name is Jocko, you know, uh, Jump on the website, uh, send Kale, send Kale something. Yeah, and, reach uh, reach out. Yeah. I'm easy reach to find. Out. I tried to see, uh, 
sheepdog response, which is uh, Tim Kennedy's uh, like firearms and first response training company. They announced classes in uh, Orlando in November. Did I immediately slide into Tim's DMs and say, hey, man, if you're in town, love to buy you a steak and have you on the podcast? Yes, I did. Have I heard anything back? No, I have not. But it's out there. Tim, Tim, come on. I mean, you're here. No, my birthday's in November, man. It is literally the least you can do, Tim Kennedy. Oh, man. If 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 you get Tim, can I be on it? Because I, I want to talk about World War II with him and just get his thoughts and things. Like, I don't know. I probably would be terrible, actually, because I would ask him all the wrong questions. But yeah. either way. Yeah, that's, Tim, that's, get on. That's a guest. I'd really have to exercise some self-control. Sometimes I just... I just Throw caution on the wind. Just fangirl. Who cares? Some people are just yeah. are just worth it. But Chris, appreciate you coming on, buddy. I don't know what we'll talk about. You want to stick around for some Patreon content, though? Yeah, sure. We'll throw I'll Patreon a, a few minutes of love here. So I'm, I'm thinking about too. I'm going to toss this out there, listeners. If you if you care enough to reach out and say, yeah, I'd be more likely to do that. Uh, I've got uh, a friend of mine is actually going to come on the podcast maybe in August. We don't have a date set yet, um, but actually met him at Sandlot Jacks. Met him at a Go Ruck event, and he had heard the podcast before, and, and we kind of hit it off. But their podcast, they've been doing like the buy us a drink or like buy me a buy me a coffee. And that's an interesting take. I've been thinking about maybe not necessarily getting rid of, of, of Patreon, but maybe doing like buy me a Jocko Go. Oh. And just kind of a just a fun, quick little way to uh uh to support the podcast. Maybe, maybe if you if you give, maybe if you go on there, you buy me a Jocko Go, maybe our our weekly uh Jocko toast when I cheers, I can be like, a, you know, this Jocko Go was provided by maybe maybe I'll get a little shout out. Think about mm. something like that. We'll see. We'll see. I like that. I like it. Yeah. So if you want to buy me a Jacko go, let, let me know. Maybe I'll give you an avenue with which to do that. Or you can just join the freaking Patreon and I spend that money on Jacko Go anyways. So <laughs> it's all the same, but maybe it's a little more fun that way. But listeners, we love you. Appreciate you. Chris, really appreciate you stepping in on short notice. Fun as as always. And uh, if you enjoyed hearing Chris here on the podcast, he's been on a few times before. Definitely recommend going back and listening to those. And he'll he'll be on again. Chris is uh, he's in the stable. He's a he's a regular. So. But, all right, appreciate you, buddy. And uh, listeners, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. We're out.